Hey everybody, it's the SIFT Podcast. We're back and we're ready for week two, starting uh, tomorrow. By the time you hear this, um, the games may already be underway, but uh, yeah, so we're going to run down the games and then uh, talk about this week and fantasy and croutons. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the SIF Podcast. Save it for the football podcast. This one for week two of the 2021 NFL season. Uh, we got a lot of things to get to. A lot of games to run down from last week. A lot of things to talk about for next week. And then um, we're going to get some croutons uh, given out and a lot of other things. But before we do anything, I'd like to welcome in the mayor. Mayor, how are you? Uh, Professor, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I am the mayor. You can follow me at 49Gators on Twitter. Hit us up if you want to if you want us to talk about your favorite team. Maybe it'll play or you want us to highlight for fantasy football. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know. Um, it was a pretty good week one. There were a lot of exciting games. And I think there's a couple more this coming week that are going to be equally exciting. Uh, we are definitely back, and fantasy is full-fledged. I'm really excited about the show today. You say that uh, there were a lot of good games. There were a lot of good games. Uh, I had one of my worst weeks ever. Um, I cannot believe how bad I did. I lost in both of my fantasy leagues. I I did the worst I've ever done in the Pick'em League. I think I got four or five correct picks. Uh, that is unbelievably bad uh, for me. I'm 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 not great at it, but I am usually somewhere in the top fifty percent, and I was at the very bottom. I think I, the only person below me was somebody who didn't make any picks at all. Um, so I did very, very terribly. But uh, yeah, I you to- know, I I didn't want to throw any salt in the wound, but I also do want to congratulate uh, the mayor's wife. Yeah, I'm uh, going to get to that. She um, took first place in the pool this week and came down to Monday night. And so she is the victor for week one. Uh, I did have 10 correct picks. Um, I am one of the only team people that nailed the Las Vegas Raiders to win that game on Monday night. Uh, I wish it would have made a difference for me because I would be sitting here gloating even more than my wife is. <laughs> Yeah, well, congratulations to her. Uh, a very difficult week. Uh, the week, the first week's always tough. I mean, the first couple of weeks, you're kind of figuring things out. But uh, that, this was a tough week to win. So that's an amazing accomplishment. Um, but like I said, I had one of the worst weeks I've ever had um, all around. So um, we did. The one thing that uh, we both nailed um, was our sink or swim picks uh, from... Um, the last week, uh, your Texans, uh, beat the hapless Jacksonville Jaguars and, uh, my, my Panthers, uh, beat the Jets, uh, the also hapless Jets. And, um, and bra- breaking news, Urban Meyer starting to have the health, have a health scare. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, it's not good that, that, um, I think people saw that coming, but um, it's it's not a good situation there in Jacksonville. Uh, not a good start for Trevor Lawrence's uh, NFL career. 
Uh, let's talk about some headlines from the week. We, we obviously have to talk about New Orleans beating Green Bay 38-3. to I asked you if uh, there was a, a .5 over under pick six. There was no pick six, but we did have a Jordan Love, a Jordan Love uh, sighting. So I, I was actually – I meant to ask you about that. Like, did you think Jordan Love was going to appear in that game? Uh, what did you think about that game? It, it was really weird. Um, you know, at that point, why not put Jordan Love in? You know, Aaron Rodgers honestly looked disinterested through half the game. Uh, and that's not really speaking volumes to him or his character and why another team would even want to take a chance on somebody like that. You know, maybe he – it just he he didn't look interested and he didn't want to be there and that was evident and maybe he's just under that game. I mean, uh, do you think we should just uh, throw that game away or is it something to be concerned about? So uh, Aaron Rodgers looked really disinterested and that's not really speaking to him if he's wanting to try to get to another team here next season, maybe even mid season. Um, that's not something you do. He he's looking like a player that should have retired. And maybe that's kind of what's in the back thought of it in the back of his mind. Yeah, a lot of people are making this point, but the Jeopardy job is still up in the air. So maybe that's where he's going with this. Uh, but he said uh, it's just one game and that they'll they'll turn the thing around. I mean, you can't help but wonder if, um, you know, being away from the team uh, has caused some issues. Uh, but there may be some fundamental issues with that team that we just didn't uh, pick up on before the season. Let's go ahead and move on to another surprise. I think Um, Arizona 38, Tennessee 13 is Tennessee in trouble. Is Arizona great? What do you think about that game? Well, I had this as my spicy meatball pick as I'm jumping ahead a little and was completely wrong on the winner of the game. Uh, I think this, this, this is just a week one, a week one mishap for Tennessee. You know, they, they come out with a certain game plan against Arizona and they had the wrong one and it just turned out to be lopsided. Like many games in the NFC West. We'll talk about that a little later as well, but I I think it's uh, full steam ahead for both teams. And I think we're going to see a very different Arizona team this year. And I had Tennessee as my Super Bowl pick, looking great at this moment. But uh, like you said, it's one game. So we'll see uh, whether that, in fact, Arthur Smith uh, going to Atlanta is going to make that much of a difference. This team maybe can't adjust um, to different game styles um, with their new offensive coordinator. I don't know. But speaking of the, the NFC West and spicy meatballs, my pick for the spicy meatball I had San Francisco um, minus eight over Detroit, and that is exactly the score of that game. It was 41 to 33. Is this a moral victory for the Lions? Uh, What do you think about the 49ers defense? What's going on? So I I, this, you know, I'm going to be honest with everybody. I was watching the game, and they were up by a 21-point margin or 24-point margin at one point. And I started flipping in between watching some of the other games, you know, what was going on. And then I turn it back on and all of a sudden the Lions were within eight points. You know, they scored 16 points in one minute. So it's one of those. I The 49ers were kind of in prevent defense mode at that point. You know, keep the ball in front of them 
and a couple plays in the NFL can get away from you. They didn't give away the game, though. They ended up winning. And the NFC West as a whole scored 141 points to a whopping 76 against their opponents. If you take away that 16 points, even then, every game in the NFC West was just a blowout this week. Uh, this league, has, that uh, division has definitely put the entire league on notice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, Jared Goff was driving the Lions down to possibly tie that game, which is really incredible. Like you said, I did the same thing. I kind of tuned that game out. It was a blowout, um, and then Detroit crawled back into it. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Uh, the Detroit Lions play the Packers this week. So this is uh, Detroit Lions. I think they overperformed, and certainly the Packers very much underperformed. So we'll see if that writes itself or if maybe there's something going on with both of those teams that we didn't expect. Um, I think San Francisco is going to be fine. Uh, the, you know, they did let Detroit basically back into the game, but, you know, that can happen. All right, let's move on to the next game. You mentioned this game. You picked the Las Vegas Raiders on Monday night. It was an incredible game. Absolutely stayed up way too late to watch this game. Um, uh, very tired the next day. Uh, but the Las Vegas Raiders pulled it out 33-27 over the Baltimore Ravens. A very bizarre game, especially at the very end. At one point, Baltimore was leading by a couple touchdowns. Um so what, what's your takeaway from that game? Well, this is also the first game in NFL history that it ended off in what it and ended in walk-off fashion twice. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think both teams are going to be all right on the season. They both showed really positive things throughout the game. This is just one of those situations where I think the, you know, I guess Las Vegas can have a pretty good hometown crowd. Raiders usually got a pretty big following wherever they go. I, I think both teams are going to be good, but I, like I said, I foresaw uh, the Raiders winning this game. Yeah, and um, it was a seesaw game, and it was especially crazy at the end. A very good game, though, I thought. Um, all right, and then Baltimore goes to Kansas City this week. Um, that's probably not a good spot for them, having to uh, uh, go to Kansas City and uh, uh, beat to try to beat the Chiefs <laughs> this week, uh, which they have not been able to do since Lamar Jackson took over a quarterback there. So um, we will see about that. We could talk about that later. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers surprised the Buffalo Bills 23-16. to This was really a defensive battle. Buffalo never got into an offensive rhythm. Uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Najee Harris played every snap at running back and still didn't do very much. Uh, what's your takeaway from Pittsburgh Buffalo? You, you know, I think this is a little more telling on Buffalo than Pittsburgh at the moment. They, you know, they they definitely wanted to get their first game under the belt and start out with a with, with a good offensive uh, output to kind of motivate the team and get them going. Uh, I think both teams are still probably going to be more than fine. I know it's the week one, but they'll. Um, you know, they're they're bound to meet with teams like Pittsburgh again, so they need to make sure they've got their uh, T's crossed and their I's dotted. Um, and so Buffalo goes on to play Miami. This Pittsburgh will play the Raiders. Um, but Miami could be 2-0 and if they take down Buffalo. Buffalo could be 0-2. Uh, speaking of that, Miami 
takes the win against New England with the fumble by Damian Harris at the end of the game there when the New England Patriots are driving down to presumably win. Uh, Miami wins 17-16. Any takeaways from that game? You know, uh, Miami Miami played well. That's that's the kind of style of football Miami plays right now with uh, Coach Flores. You know, very um, – there's more Belichick, I think, in Flores than any of his other coaches that have come. You know, he plays similar talks, similar press conferences. And this was really the, – these teams are very close in comparison right now, young quarterbacks – uh, pretty solid defense, you know. Plays good on the back end. Uh, not going to give the way. Not going to give the game away in big mistakes. So I think this is. Um, I think Belichick did get surprised though. I did pick New England to win this game, but the Dolphins came out with the W. Just had a few less mistakes than uh, New England did. Yeah, Damian Harris's fumble. Now, no coach likes any player to fumble, but uh, Belichick is especially harsh on fumblers. Uh, especially running back. So uh, I wonder if we're going to see a little less of Harris this week uh, against the Jets. Um, they may have too much uh, <laughs> to help to beat the Jets this week. Um, and then let's move on to another surprise game. I think this is a surprise game. You tell me. Philadelphia crushing the Atlanta Falcons like a grape. 32-6. to um, Atlanta looked really bad with their new coach, uh, Arthur Smith. Uh, they, they looked really terrible. Now, does do you think Philly's just a little bit better than people were giving him credit for, or just is Atlanta just really terrible? I think this is going to be the Atlanta Falcons this season. They're uh, they're a little below par in on their whole roster, and you know a, a more veteran roster is going to be able to pick this team apart on offense and defense. Uh, I think Philadelphia's offense is going to be pretty good this year, but they um, they had a fortune of playing probably a bottom five defense in the league starting out week one. So I, I don't think I don't think Philly fans should get too excited yet. However, they 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 look like they're poised to win this division. And Philadelphia gets to play San Francisco, um, and Atlanta goes uh, to play the Bucks. Um, we can talk about those games a little bit later, but uh, Atlanta. I don't think that's a good spot for them, just like um, it's not going to be a good spot for the Ravens to go against the Chiefs this week. And then that Philly-San Francisco game is going to tell us a lot about those two teams, I think. Absolutely. All right, let's move on. Um, This is another uh, game that you picked, and I I liked your pick here, but Cincinnati ended up uh, winning in overtime over Minnesota 27-24. They called Joe Burrow – Joey covers last year because uh, you just you just couldn't bet against him. He'd always cover the spread. This time they won outright. Um, any takeaways from that game? Well, you know, he unfortunately, you know, the defensive line covered up Joe Burrow's quite a bit last year too. Um, that offensive line is going to get better. Uh, they got away a victory against uh, who we both thought had a superior team in Minnesota. So I think Minnesota is going to get back to the drawing board a little bit. But again, it's a week one victory. That's great for Cincinnati. And maybe they can pull a few more out this season. Yeah, Cincinnati really tied that game. They really wanted a tie. <laughs> but they couldn't pull it off. They ended up with the win. Um, all right. And then uh, just a couple more games I wanted to review from the last week before we kind of move on. But uh, Kansas City beat Cleveland at 33-29. 
is this just uh, is this just a problem? Cleveland can't get over the hump against Kansas City. Uh, they play them so well for three quarters or three and a half quarters, and then something goes wrong, and Kansas City uh, pulls out the victory. Uh, it just seems like it seems like Cleveland maybe has control of the game for most of the game, but then you know there's some big Tyreek Hill play, and it's over. So, what do you think about Kansas City, Cleveland? You know, it's just this is how this is how Kansas City plays football. They just absolutely, you know, will keep it close or run away from you early. And at the end of the game, you know, their players are just going to make a play at the end of the game because they may have a little bit more gas left in the tank. You know, somebody seems to always be open in Kansas City, and when Mahomes can kind of run back behind in the backfield and still chuck the ball on, on a throw, and it's just how he does it, and Tyreek Hill is able to just go catch the ball. That's impossible to defend, and eventually it's going to work if you do it over and over again. You know, it's the insanity is that's what insanity is, doing the same thing over and over again, but it keeps working, so why change it? Yeah, and I just think uh, uh, Cleveland may be just, just missing a, a piece. I don't know whether it's defensively or offensively. Obviously, Odo Beckham... Um, not, not a factor much last year. He got hurt and, um, he hasn't really been great in Cleveland, but he's he's out again this week. Cleveland takes on Houston. Uh, they probably come away with the victory there, but you never know. That could be a surprise. That's everybody's survivor pool pick. It seems like, um, but that Houston team looked a lot better than anybody thought. Uh, so I don't know about that. And then uh, we mentioned KC, uh, gets to play Baltimore, um, a, a, a very injured Baltimore team that came away with a terrible loss uh, in overtime. Um, and then also <clears throat> the next game, we already mentioned this a little bit, but Houston just, uh, just absolutely obliterated the Jaguars. Um, and Trevor Lawrence looked absolutely terrible. Um, I watched a lot of this game. I don't know why, but I watched a lot of this game and he looked really bad. Um I don't know what the issue exactly is, but um, he threw some very bad interceptions. Um, do you think Houston can win this division, this uh, AFC South? Absolutely not. I think that India or Tennessee is going to win this division, and they, you know, they had bad week ones, but there's they got seventeen, they got sixteen more games, and Houston is going to run into the brunt of that schedule and we're going to see who the true Houston Texans really are. Well, they're leading the division right now, so they can. And they in, can, uh, not only are they leading that. the division, they are currently first place in the AFC. Exactly. So because it goes down to the seventh tiebreaker of um, most home victories and most points scored. They are the leading AFC scoring team. And so, yes. So, I don't know why you're doubting them so much. I think this is a Super Bowl-bound Houston Texans team. I want to switch my pick from the Titans to the Texans. But, um, no, I'm just kidding. All right. Um, but speaking of that kind of thing, every AFC West team is 1-0. and Every NFC West team is 1-0. and uh, Do you think this is significant and this is, a, this is something to look out for uh, all season? I mean, we both. We both liked those divisions. Um, You may be more the FC West than I did, but uh, we both like the NFC West. So what do you think about that? 
So as I as I said before, the um, a- NFC West scored 141 points to the their opponents 76. Uh, the AFC West scored a combined 113 points to a combined 85 points on defense. So all four of those games were a lot closer. But Kansas City, you know, pulls pulls out victories. Um, I think overall the AFC West their their teams are more balanced on offense and defense where the NFC West is more prominated on defense. And when you have a really good defense, it just puts your offense in position to score more points. So I think the NFC West is probably a little better suited at the moment, but I would expect a lot of uh, playoff teams coming from these two divisions. Yeah, maybe up to seven. Uh, I mean, I, I could definitely could be Could that. be all eight, but that's unlikely. Yeah. I would say six to seven. Uh, there's a there's a pretty good chance. Um, all right. Uh, what else was I gonna talk about here? I don't have it written down. Um, do you have anything else uh, from the week that? Oh, I was gonna talk about the Thursday night game. I don't know if you got to see that. Uh, another thrilling game. It wasn't exactly a great game. There were twenty penalties between the two teams. Uh, Washington comes away with the victory after um, a an encroachment penalty on the missed Dustin Hopkins field goal. Uh, he got to kick it again, and they made the field goal, and they won. Uh, any thoughts on that Thursday night football game where the Washington football team took down the Giants, who were 0-2? No, I did not get to watch a lot of that game. I, did kind of, I was kind of watching highlights as the game was going on. Um, at towards the end, uh, looked like a pretty exciting game, but tying a little bit back to last week, I wanted to, are we going to be doing our got Henry award and your award that we give out every week? Or are we doing that later in the show? Oh, uh, no, we can do that now. And do you have your award to give away or am I just giving away a got Henry award? Why don't you start? I've got a got Henry player, but why don't you start? Okay, so uh, my got Henry award this week, as you remember, we used to call it the got ham award, and it captures the best player of the week for the entire NFL. And because Derek Henry had won the award like four times last season, we named him, we named the award the got Henry award. However, the Got Henry Award this week goes out to uh, Chandler Jones, the defensive juggernaut for the Arizona Cardinals. Been in the league for a long time, but had five sacks and two forced fumbles. Definitely helped Arizona get that lead and help Kyler Murray just, you know, score some points for the Arizona Cardinals. So Chandler Jones, you're the Got Henry player of the week. Yeah, and coincidentally, I've got another uh, Cardinal. I'm going to pick Kyler Murray. Um, Obviously, that Tennessee defense is still bad. They were pretty bad last year. I thought maybe they had got some some players back, and they definitely made some offseason moves to try to improve that team, but it's just not there yet. Uh, But but with all that said, I think Kyler Murray came out and just dominated that that Tennessee team. Uh, He could virtually do whatever he wanted running with the football throwing the football so um i think you know if you're looking for a player who is going to dominate the league this year it's probably kyler am i closing the drive yes all right um all right so let's let's wrap that up um do you have anything else any other thoughts anything any games we didn't touch on 
from week one that you'd like to uh, go over or anything? No, else I, I think that I think that's it. All right, let's take a quick break and we will be back. We'll talk some side salad croutons and some fantasy stuff after this. All right, so uh, as we do every week, we're going to give out some side salad croutons presented by Caesars Palace, the official wagering partner of the NFL. Uh, So these Caesars side salad croutons, we're going to um, talk about uh, what happened last week and then give out our croutons for this week. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start. Uh, I had four games that I had picked. and I won exactly zero of them. I luckily pushed on my spicy meatball. Uh, New England minus three, that obviously did not hit, although they were driving down when the Damian Harris fumble happened. Who knows if they'd gotten a touchdown there, that one would have come through. But I suppose you could say that with just about any one of these. Um, if I told you that New Orleans was going to score 38 points last week, would would there be any chance that that you wouldn't go over the 50 um, with that Green Bay-New Orleans game. No, I would have uh, taken the over on that as well, yeah. Yeah, I would have thought maybe a 38-31 shootout or something like that, but no, it was 38-3, to didn't even really come close to the 50. And then uh, Chicago at L.A. Rams, this was probably foolish on my part. It's good to go over uh, in games um, – early in the year because they, they haven't figured out the lines yet. Uh, but uh, Chicago at LA Rams, unfortunately, uh, Chicago had too much offense and the, the over was uh, uh, definitely more than 47. So I lost that one. And then lastly, I already mentioned this, but the spicy meatball pick, San Francisco minus eight, and it was exactly minus eight over Detroit. So I got a push there again, got lucky. But I did lose the <coughs> croutons, so I'm down to 850. Uh, so let's go ahead and, and recap your week. Okay, good. My salad finally showed up. <laughs> so so we had a little technical difficulty there. I apologize to all of our sifters who sit through our podcast sometimes and hear the technical difficulties that amateur podcasts looking for sponsors happen to have. Um, anyways, I took Minnesota uh, this week for a 50 crouton bet, minus two and a half against Joey Covers. Joey Covers destroyed that bet for me, lost 50 croutons. And my second and only other bet was Tennessee minus two and a half for my spicy meatball, minus 200 croutons. And Chandler Jones and Kyler Murray absolutely destroyed that. So I lost 250 croutons to start the year down to 750 on the season. Yeah, so uh, we both uh, started off with uh, bad weeks, but uh, we uh, we recover. We do um, come back from this. Uh, this happened last year a couple times where we both uh, had bad weeks, and uh, first week is hard because uh, there's surprises. There's also teams. There's teams that are bad that we didn't know, teams that are good that we didn't know were going to be good, but there's also just weird surprises uh, that don't turn out to be anything but uh, flukes. So let's talk this week. Um, 
I'm going to go first. Uh, I don't know how many picks you have. I, I, I went ahead and picked four games that I liked. So I'm going to go first. Um, I'm going to go first. I'm going to take Arizona <clears throat> minus four and a half against Minnesota. Arizona's at home. I just talked about uh, Kyler Murray in the last segment. I think that uh, this offense is probably too much for Minnesota's defense, which was supposed to be a little improved, but I don't think they're much better than they were last year. And I think that Arizona is easily going to cover that minus four and a half for 50 croutons. So that's a, that's a really great pick. And I've got that myself. And I looked uh, on the site this morning and I saw Arizona at minus two and a half. And I knew that seemed to be like a sure thing. Um, So what are we going to call this bet? Let me, let me look at that myself because I was going to do that. So I'm going with the Vegas insider um, consensus and looking at the Arizona game. Um, It it looks like the consensus is three and a half. Okay. Um, I was using the open line is what I was using. So I'm fine with whichever, but uh, let's just pick one. So is it two and a half or three and a half? We'll say three and a half because you had four and a half, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so three and a half it is. All right. So we both like Arizona minus three and a half. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Um, again, using the consensus, the lines have moved. Um, the Vegas Insider consensus on this one, um, I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. I'm going Dallas and the L.A. Chargers over 55. Wow, that's a that's a good pick. Um, so yeah, the, I, I'm going to go a little different here. I think uh, Denver visiting Jacksonville. Uh, what is the consensus on that? I had two and a half for Denver's giving up. Uh, Denver Jacksonville. That line has moved to minus six for Jacksonville. It's Denver minus six. Uh, the opening line was two and a half. It's now all the way. Oh, I don't like minus six. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to pull up this list. So if you want to go ahead with your um, next sure. pick, uh, go, go right ahead. All right, sure. So I'm going to hammer the over in another game as well. So I have uh, San Francisco at Philadelphia. I think both of these offenses are working right now, but neither of the defenses are definitely, definitely great. So I'm going to go with uh, San Francisco, Philadelphia. Let me double check where that ended up. San Francisco, Philadelphia, the over under is 49 and a half. So I'm going to go with the over there. So, yeah, that's a good pick. Um I, I am going with that pick as well as the over. I saw that sitting there. It's low. It seems like low hanging fruit at the moment. Uh, they scored 75 points combined last week. Um, so I, I think that's going to be a tell of the defense just, you know, being able to not hold out what offenses can do in the league now. Uh, but I am making that my spicy meatball bet this week because I'm going to lay 200 croutons on that. All right, so then I'll I'll say my 200 crouton bet. So I'm looking at that Seattle-Tennessee line, which has moved, but I still like it. It's Seattle minus six and a half. Um, 
uh, over the Titans, who have to go into Seattle. Seattle has the 12th man back. Um, it will be loud. It will be crazy. And I don't think Tennessee is ready for that environment uh, coming off of that brutal loss, getting crushed by Arizona. I think they're going to get beat again pretty bad by a good Seattle team. So I'm going Seattle minus six and a half um, over Tennessee for my spice meatball. Yeah, that's a, um, that's a good pick there. I, I agree with you. Um, another one I see that I am going to, uh, I don't like Denver minus six. I think that is too much uh, for Denver to handle in Jacksonville. You never know. It might be a bounce back week for the Jags at home. Um, but I do like New Orleans over Carolina for uh, minus three. I think we're going to see a little more Jameis Winston magic. And I think uh, he is going to have just enough to get that done. All right. So let's run down our picks. I'll go through mine and you can uh, pick out one you like if you want to. Um, I've got, we got some similar ones. So um, obviously we can't pick those. So if you like any of the other ones, let me know. I've got Arizona minus four and a half. Let me just double check that line that that's still there. It's actually down to minus three and a half. So Arizona minus three and a half. And then um, <clears throat> I like the Dallas LA Chargers over 55. I like the San Francisco Philadelphia over 49 and a half. And I like Seattle um, minus six over Tennessee. You know, um, those, those are good picks. I, I would have to say if you're going to hold my hand to the fire in any of them, I would uh, pick De- uh, Dallas LA Chargers, but we do have two picks that are identical. So in spirit of the game, I would have to pick Dallas and Los Angeles Chargers. All right. And what are your picks so- again? So my picks, um, I also like uh, Arizona minus three and a half for 50 croutons, um, New Orleans minus Carolina or New Orleans versus Carolina minus three for 50 croutons. And then my spicy meatball this week is going to be San Francisco, Philly, the over on 49 and a half. And I'm laying 200 croutons on that bet. All right. Um. I'm going to say I don't like any of them um, other than the ones we have in common, but um, we shall see what happens there. Let's talk a little bit about fantasy. Um, So we had our daily lineups. Did you have any success with your daily lineups last week? No, and they didn't even really come close. I didn't even break the top 50 percentile in two of my three lineups. Yeah, I didn't have a great week either. I had one team that was okay, but nowhere near making money. Um, So what do you think about this week? Do you have any daily lineups uh, that you like this week? So I do have a daily lineup coming up uh, in the Yahoo Weekly, the weekly league. Um, You know, I think uh, we're going to hit that. We're going to try to hit that stride in that quarterback again you know, get that quarterback for cheap dollars and, and big results. Um, I'm looking to two attack of Viola in Miami to have that. And we just lost audio again, I believe. No, I'm still here. Okay. You're still here. So defense, I'm still looking to cash in on those cheap defenses. 
I think the like a team like the Arizona Cardinals against Arizona, Arizona or against Minnesota is pretty good. I'm going to go big on running back this week. I think uh, Nick Chubb uh, is going to be able to eat up Houston pretty well. Um, I'm going to step back just a little bit on my other uh, other running back. Uh, Eli Mitchell for San Francisco is looking to have a big game, I think. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's plug-and-play offense is going to absolutely um, – you know, try to run all over the Philadelphia Eagles and control that game, you know, have uh, Jimmy Garoppolo make great plays, but not have to rely on him. Um, I think it's going to be a big week for the Seattle receivers. So I'm going to try to sneak in Tyler or I'm going to try to sneak in Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. I'm going to take a big hit on the back end. So I'm going to go down cheap for, um, uh, wide or tight ends um, and hope that Dallas uh, Goder from Philadelphia is going to be able to have a little bit of a game against the 49ers. That secondary is pretty beat up. Um, that's leaving me down uh, with some pretty um, secondary third, third strength, you know, wide receiver three, but uh, Jacoby Myers in New England, I think he can have a game that's going to be able to solidify that uh, particular position and give me a couple points which leads me down to my flex. And, you know, this is when you're really trying to find that player that's just going to have a game that, you know, no one's really heard of possibly or just big game. And we're going to take a, a chance on Sony Michelle in Los Angeles Rams. Maybe he can get me a couple points and, you know, s- see what happens there. I like that lineup. Um, I know. I know. And, the- and I just made that lineup as I was talking the entire time, by the way. <laughs> I uh, I know the feeling of trying to find that like uh, 10, 11, $12 player to fit into the flex or, uh, you know, as your second running back. But um, so I, I, I'm also with you. I think the Seattle offense is probably going to explode even more than they did this past week. I think um, it's going to be a blowout. And so I like Russell Wilson. Um, I'm, I got a kind of sneaky play that I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I know everybody's aware of this, but Josh Jacobs is out for the Raiders. Kenyon Drake will start that game. So I'm going to take Kenyon Drake on the cheap and I'm going to go to Najee Harris. I think if he's going to be in on like a hundred percent of the Pittsburgh snaps, then he's going to eventually break through. And I think it might be this week against the Raiders. Uh, I've got Debo Samuel, uh, against that Philadelphia defense, I think that's going to be a shootout. So I like uh, a lot of offense from that team. And then I've got Cortland Sutton, who didn't do much for Denver, but now he's playing against the Jacksonville defense that just got shredded by the Texans. So Cortland Sutton could have a big game there. And then I like uh, also uh, want to get as many uh, Seattle players as I can get. So I'm sticking with DK Metcalf. Um, he didn't have a great week one, but I think he'll bounce back this week and everybody's going to feast uh, in that game. And then I got T- Tyler Higby at tight end. Um, I think they're they're put they're using him like Travis Kelsey. Now, he is not quite there. At, uh, he's not Travis Kelsey, but the way the Rams are using him, um, he's going to put up some stats. And then for my flex, uh, I've got Tim Patrick out there in Denver, another wide receiver for Denver. Uh, playing that atrocious Jacksonville uh, secondary that that I think will work out. And then lastly, the Arizona Cardinals, who uh, destroyed Tennessee. Um, I think they 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 get a discombobulated Minnesota team. Minnesota has to go to Arizona. 
And I think there's going to be some sacks, some fumbles, some interceptions. And I think it's going to be a dominating performance again by the Arizona Cardinal defense. Yeah, you know, that sounds like it's a um, – it sounds sounds pretty good. You know, all these all these are contingent on these, you know, lower-tier players, you know, those cheap $12 lineups just getting you getting it done for you where, you know, you're the ones got to come out and perform. So let's talk about our uh, fantasy football league. Um, you are number one in the league after one week. Um, put up the most points, obviously won your game. Um, any thoughts on your fantasy team, your season-long fantasy teams? So, you know, to put uh, our listeners in perspective, this would be like the excitement that Houston Texan fans have right now. You know, I they absolutely dominated week one and deserved to be on top. They were first place. However, their season ended in utter disaster, as mine did last year. So hopefully I have continued success. Uh, I don't think the errors or the Houston Texans will have that, but hopefully my team uh, will get me to the promised land. Um, I think Matt Stafford that I picked up in the um, 10th round is going to end up being my team MVP foreshadowing a little bit, of course, uh, barring an injury or anything like that. But somehow I finagled there. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Adam Thielen and Alvin Kamara on my team. So barring any injuries, it's looking like I could be on the up, up and up on this season. For sure. A very strong start. Um, I am in the bottom half of the league um, uh, with a loss. I lost on the Monday night football game. Um, I had uh, Hollywood Brown. He did actually have a good game, but not as good as my opponent's tight end, Darren Waller, who had 19 targets. Um that's just an unbelievable amount of targets in for one player in a game. Um, and uh, I was taken down by like uh, two and a half points at the end of that game. Uh, one drive where Darren Waller towards the end of the game in the fourth quarter caught like four passes and it was all over. Uh, but I'm looking to bounce back this week. Um, I already had a couple of good uh, players um, come in for me on the, the, Thursday night game, Terry McLaurin scored 27.7 points and Sterling Shepard scored 17.5. So I'm off to uh, a good start uh, this week. So we'll see. Maybe I can bounce back and uh, get in the win column. Yeah, and just really briefly, I've talked about it a couple times now in my other league, uh, the two-quarterback league. Um, I, my team also did very well this week, although I currently in third, I was outscored by two other teams, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen got it done for me and CD lamb had a good Thursday night game. So they're, um, they're, that team is off to a good start as well. Yeah. Anytime you have, uh, Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, nine and a half times out of 10, uh, you're probably in good shape to give yourself the win uh, unless your opponent somehow uh, has some crazy uh, things happen for them. So, all right. Uh, I think that's going to it be it. I, I, we got to do our sink or swim picks for this week. I don't know if you already have somebody uh, in mind for that. Uh, or what? You, you know, I have kind of looked at it a little bit, but I haven't made my final decision, but I can probably do that pretty quickly. Um, currently we both have one point trying to triple our point total to three this week by picking correctly in week two. 
and you can no longer pick the Carolina Panthers and I can no longer pick the Houston Texans. I got their one single victory out of the way. So yay for me. Um, this week, I'm going to get a little more aggressive. I think I need to definitely get a team that's going to win. And I will pick uh, the Cleveland Browns for two points against one said Houston Texans. All right. I'm going to save the Cleveland Browns for another time, although I, I agree that's probably a guaranteed two points. I'm going to go a little riskier than you. I'm going to take Chicago over Cincinnati in a bounce back game. And also the, this is the Andy Dalton revenge game against his former team, the Bengals. Um, I think Chicago actually looked a little bit better than I expected um, against the Rams. So uh, I'm going to go Chicago uh, to beat Cincinnati for my uh, week two pick. So just in case you haven't figured it out, my strategy is going to be pick against the Houston Texans until they play their division foes again. And then I will pick a team like the uh, Kansas city chiefs. All right. Good to know. <laughs> I will keep an eye out for that strategy. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, anything else before we go? Uh, the games are going to be good tomorrow, just like they were last week. Hopefully um, my picks uh, in the pick league do a little bit better this week, but um, any other thoughts before we uh, say goodbye? Well, I would say good luck in the Pick'em League, but I don't mean it because I have vested interest in myself and my my wife treated me to a nice dinner for with her winnings. And speaking of dinners, I'm still waiting to taste a little bit of Tuscany. Right. We didn't uh, really pay out any of those, uh, or I should say I didn't pay out any of those last, last year, so we got to... Work that out uh, before we make any other wagers. We got to get that one done. Uh, so we'll try to figure out a time to do that. But for the mayor and myself, I'd like to thank you for listening. And we will be talking to you next week. Oh, by the way, next week. So next week I will be in Chicago. Uh, I'm not going to be at a, a Bears game, but I'm going to be in Chicago um, for a wedding. So we will still be able to do the podcast It'll just be probably from some hotel room in the Chicago area. Well, that sounds really exciting. Maybe the Midwest will change your perspective just a little bit. <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, let's wrap it up, and we will uh, talk to you next week. Bye. So there you have it. Uh, next week, I'll be joining you from Chicago. We will do this podcast again next Saturday, but I'll be in some random hotel room. Um, not a rotel room. That would be weird. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we will talk to you then. <laughs>